welcome back, officially back. Two guys, one show. It's the Garage Guys NASCAR race recap of the Bank of America Robo 400 uh, shit show at the end race. But we're here. It's me. It's Dale Tanhart. Uh, we, we're alive and we're, we're getting by and the show's brought to you by Hooters. You get to Hooters right now, use promo code garage guys. You're going to save $10 on any $30 or more to go order. And that offer is valid at participating locations for delivery and carry out orders only. You tell them Captain carry out sent you for that one, but you also tell them Don and Dale sent you for this one. Take it away, Dale. Good to be back once again. But it's even better to be back at Hooters anytime you go. And reminder before Don and Dale gets going is that Hooters is going to be on the race car in Las Vegas this upcoming weekend. And the garage guys are going to be out there with it. So going to be a lot of fun. Neither one of us has ever been to Vegas before. And we're super, super stoked. But tell them Don and Dale sent you to Hooters this week. And I think it's a good time to go because I think Hooters Racing is going to have more giveaways for you. But on top of that, tell them Don and Dale sent you to save $10 off your dine and order $40 or more when you visit your local Hooters. Uh, all you got to do is tell your, your Hooters waitress about promo code Garage Guys. You tell your waitress about promo code Garage Guys, and she will hook you up on any $40 order plus. And that's valid at participating locations, redeemable for food, non alcoholic beverages, and merchandise. We all know Hooters is the real deal. Keep an eye out at Hooters Racing on Twitter. We're going to be going to be some more exciting stuff coming out like we saw for Bristol, and it's going to be a hell of a weekend. And you know what? I'm over the Roval, even though we're going to talk about it, bring back some bad feelings. But we're coming up on a round, starting with Las Vegas, where we have three really good tracks for this car. Yeah. Maybe not Martinsville. Maybe not Martinsville. But it can't be worse than the first Martinsville race, right? It cannot be worse than the first one. So Maybe. Vegas should be good. Homestead should be good. Martinsville should be better than what we saw in the spring. So there you go. It's, it's a good round. I want to say that you dropped a lot of Easter eggs in there, so I can't wait to unpack those as we go through. But, yeah, the races that are coming up, um, Martinsville would probably be the only one that's concerned. Chase Elliott doesn't seem to think that much has changed. He thinks, you know, like, because I know that the races coming up for him aren't as uh, as, as good. I guess you would say, but uh, he he made the comment, uh, I think, to Claire B. Lang post-race at the Roval, basically saying to her, like, yeah, well, Martinsville is going to pretty much suck, so there's that. Uh, I think the last one, it was a kind of a race off pit road. Uh, who who will be betting on Austin Dillon at Martinsville? That's the real question. Who's going to do it? Probably me. Oh, man, I don't even want to think about it. I don't even want to think about it. It's It's going to be... A predictable race, and then NASCAR will probably find a way to throw a caution at the end to fuck it all up. It's the caution hackers, actually. It's not NASCAR. We can't blame NASCAR. It's not. It's never NASCAR's car's fault. It was the caution hackers. They found a way to do that. If you don't know who the caution hackers are, it's okay because it's on BWB. You should watch. I it. saw something on Twitter. I saw you guys put something about it on Twitter. But in uh, this weekend, it was it was NASCAR because how do you let advertising? manipulate the outcome of your race like nascar put advertising in places where it shouldn't it just should not be yeah it's just straight up and then and it's like that every year at the robo it's like that every fucking year and finally we had a time where 
late in the race, advertising, manipulated, fully manipulated the outcome of this race. A fucking sign, a poster. That's what we're letting decide races, NASCAR. That's sad, man. It's kind of like a football game, like a high school football game. There's a lot of signs on the fence, so it kind of had shades, some bad officiating from time to time. Uh, kind of the same concept, and so that's probably why they were there. Uh, I see it. I see it as the same concept would be like uh, an official. I'm watching Monday Night Football right now. Chiefs you want field goal. You want to listen? Listen. Sign on the track. We can do it. This is what it's equivalent with what we saw even on Saturday. Not as not as bad. I mean, they threw a ghost of precaution for the Xfinity race, but for Sunday. Uh, NASCAR's own advertising that they put on the track subject to get blown into the racing grooves. That's all on NASCAR from the beginning. It's the equivalent of if in this football game, Patrick Mahomes throws a ball in the air to a receiver and an official throws his hat and knocks the ball out of the air and it changes the outcome of the football game. That's the way I see it. I mean, that's fucking bullshit. That referee gets fucking roasted and he gets hauled and, off. And guess what? NASCAR getting roasted because Denny Hamlin and other guys have been talking about how that sign, that poster had been sitting there at least until the end of stage two. It had been flying around sitting there. Why do we do nothing about that? There's an angry that's mob ridiculous. right now. Uh, you actually brought that to my attention. It's been a very busy day. And I didn't realize that 21 hours ago, Denny Hamlin responded to a tweet from Brett Griffin. Brett Griffin tweeted uh, 22 hours ago from the moment we're recording this. So don't, don't take it literally. But he said, I was told the poster laying in turn six had been there for a while. Does anyone know how long the caution created demolition derby? Denny responds, it came into play around the end of the second stage i believe i hit it when it was flying up in the air then laid up against the wall and turned six for a while after that uh i can't say with certainty it was the end of second stage but certainly at very beginning of third at latest but it was laying in the middle of the track caution got to be called why we have signage coming into play during a race is another topic lol so that is and before that before that i had actually tweeted like five hours before that, I had tweeted that same exact idea. Like, I didn't want to say because people were in my mentions saying, Oh, NASCAR like blatantly fucked this race up. And then I was like, You know, I don't want to say that NASCAR fucked it up, like with two to go. I just want to say that why do we have signs with Xfinity or DeWalt or whatever sponsors are being out there? Why do we have advertising influencing well, race outcomes, influencing championship outcomes, Chase? This isn't just the race. This is influencing what is happening in the playoffs. Yeah. Imagine if this happened in another sport. It's, it's absurdity that at the top level of stock car racing, we are allowing advertising signs to, to influence the outcomes of races and championships. That it is blasphemy. Way long blasphemy. The caution should have been called at the beginning of stage three when someone maybe said something about it. That's, that's what really should happen because we all know Chase Elliott should have won the race. Uh, he came out and did something that I was very surprised with, and I had been saying all year I didn't think he would win a road course race. I, and, I mean, he didn't, but let's be real. 
in another world where NASCAR was able to get their money from things other than signs are able to actually just get like technology and televisions with billboards like most people do to advertise businesses in the year of our Lord 2020. Uh, finding things, I guess, after this Sargentino cheese incident in the Xfinity race at Road America, they were like, yeah, we need more signs to create more of these moments to bring more sponsors to the sport. You got to wonder. Yeah. Like, you know, the sponsors had to love that, like getting that oh, TV yeah. time. You well, yeah, got to think fun. that there's something there. This is a uh, th this is like we said, it's it's a money grab. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's just we can still, you know, a sport can be a money grab. There's nothing wrong with that. You have to make money to to have a business and an entity and a product. But there are a lot of different ways that you can use, uh, you know, the money that you receive from the sponsors and ways that you can advertise for them. But you are completely right. And back to my thing with Chase Elliott, you know, in another dimension where all of that is straightened out, you know, Chase Elliott won the road course race. A lot of people won a lot of money. He was the favorite. Um, you know, you have to wonder, is it is did Vegas put the sign? on the track that's the real question that we're not asking it is was it we're going there next like this week coming up this weekend we're going to vegas we got a lot of bones to pick i'm kind of nervous should we hire security going here look i want i'd love like i want to joke around i want to joke around right now but okay. i just want to say like people that aren't this isn't even about chase elliott for me like he was a favorite i did have money on him like I'm used to my guy finishing second every I week. Light. I know we're all angry. I, I just, you're good. That's that's look. You're you're so way angry. better at that. Yeah. <laughs> but I I just think if you aren't upset about what happened there, you don't care about the sport. That's yeah. what I think because I and last week do it when I did the pod. I, I talked about hey, this was good. Like Dega was a good weekend. Like except for the truck race mishap. Like NASCAR needed a weekend like that because it had been nothing but fuck ups and chaos and what many people would call manipulation quote unquote i don't want to sit here and say that nascar is trying to do that every week because i don't think they are uh but with what would with what just happened this weekend i mean it's just you you should be concerned because a topic we talked about weeks ago probably around darlington maybe a week before that we are delegitimizing the championship we were making 2022 like the least worthy champion ever with the things that are happening in the sport. And I'm just concerned about it. And I'm pissed. I'm upset to see Denny Hamlin. Thank God for Denny Hamlin, right? Thank God for Kevin Harvick, who are going to sit here and call out these bad mistakes in the bad direction. Thank fucking God for these guys, because if we didn't have these drivers, who knows where, like, if things would actually change. And I could beat a dead horse on that topic. But at the end of the day, I'm just concerned, and I feel like if you aren't concerned or if you aren't upset about what happened on Sunday, I mean, you're either a Christopher Bell fan, which is fine, or a Chase Briscoe fan because he got in in virtue of the issues, um, or you just don't care about the sport, or you just don't care about legitimacy. And I, I, I'm, I just, I'm so concerned about that. But I'll go back to joke around mode. Absolutely, we've been shitting on Vegas for two years now, at least. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm bringing a bodyguard. I'm bringing. I'm gonna call Shaq. Mm -hmm. We're gonna call Shaq. We're gonna call DJ. Uh, DJ Destruct. What? What's his name? DJ Who? Destruction. Who what's, the fuck is that? What's Shaq's DJ name? That's I don't I'm, know if he. Oh, uh, no, 
Uh, it's um, it's diesel. the uh, some shit. I don't know. No, it's the diesel. It's diesel. It's what diesel. his nickname was yeah. in Miami. What a what yeah. a name. Um, that's a great one. Yeah, we're we're gonna get the, we got a lot of cool stuff planned for Vegas. But no, everything you're saying is true. I'm just at the point to where I'm so numb to it, and I've realized what's really happening here. Um, there's a television show on USA Network. It's called uh, Race to the Championship. They're just creating a reality show right now. And I mean, that's that's what you even tweeted out. I mean, it's what we've known, right? Like, they're creating a show. Look at last year, how pissed off people were with F1. They created a great season of Drive to Survive. So, maybe NASCAR is just taking it on the chin. Maybe this time next year, we'll be like, wow, you know what? We gave up 2022, and this was genius, because now we just got all these people wearing tank tops from Miami, flooding nascar uh that could happen well here's the problem yeah there's a lot of people i don't know what the numbers are but a lot of people watch drive to survive Mm -hmm. there's virtually nobody watching the the nascar one i was surprised no one watching there's no one watching so why yeah it's not helping you're not not right no you're you're, ninety thousand people give me a fucking break dude that's virtually nobody in the united states that's nascar fans that are watching it probably like existing nascar fans i feel i feel like i feel like we make way too much content for existing nascar fans and i existing nascar fans need content but a lot of them get to that on twitter so um you know we gotta they gotta create some more stuff for non-nascar fans and usa network is probably not the place to do it i don't want to shit too bad because you know nascar nbc nbc is a big network but the last time I can say that I genuinely remember watching anything on USA was the the hit television show Jag in the early 2000s when my Nana was asleep around one o'clock in the afternoon in the summertime. That was like the last time I remember uh, USA Network. And, and when I was like, they're coming to USA. Oh, cool. Like, TV, no one watches cable TV anymore. Let's be real. Let's be real. Yeah, I mean, I just looked. It said the opening one for this season in Formula One had over four million viewers. Yeah, like well, NASCAR has millions and millions of fans, and we get ninety thousand people watching that. Like, yeah, that's what happens when you. It's also what happens when you when you copy another idea. Exactly. You know? yeah. I, I always said we shouldn't. We should not do that. But mm-hmm. I, you got to try something. Spotify playlist is growing. I, you know, I think I think Spotify playlist for NASCAR is the way to go. I think that that's something very unique and different. People are like, what the fuck? Like, is this is how they're going to try to battle us? And then they'll win. A lot more people in the world have Spotify than they do USA Network. Uh, also, F1 had a lot of existing fans around the world. There are a lot more people in the world than the United States. So you got to kind of take your racing outside of the United States if you want to grow in that direction. So food- I think that's that's definitely on the horizon. I trust guys like Ben Kennedy and. And uh, even I do trust Steve Phelps in a lot of ways to, okay. to help make things like that happen. I think that will happen. But I, I and I'm not worried about that because, as we've discussed, we're going in the right direction on on things like that. I think we've gone we're going in the right direction of marketing the sport mm-hmm. and appealing to, to different audiences. But you're just going to turn off. Eventually, you will turn off the traditional race fan. And people that really care about competition, you will turn those people off by by what we saw at the Roval on Sunday. You keep doing that, you will turn people off. And I, I hate it because I'm I don't hate this playoff format. I don't. And people are going to say, well, that's because of playoff format. You could say that, but if NASCAR just stays out of it, then it doesn't it doesn't happen. Like we don't see mistakes like that. So I, I, I don't know. Oops. 
I don't know what. I like the OG chase. Do we ever get back there? Probably not. But I'm just concerned. I'm just concerned. Like, I don't want this championship to, to come down to a, a caution with two laps to go, a ghost caution, quote unquote, the same caution that helped Carl Edwards leave the sport forever. Um, just the implications of, of manufacturing drama are just potentially detrimental in the future because race fans will leave. Like traditional race fans will stop watching if the competition becomes uh, an, a full pl- a full fledged entertainment show, they will stop watching. Formula One. Here's the thing about that's what I'm about to talk about. That's what I wanted to bring up because I watched that race the other night and Max Verstappen won a championship and the season's not even over. Like that, I, I don't know how I feel about that. I don't like that either. But the thing about Formula One and the entertainment side, they've had bad officiating before, no question about it. But they are not just full-fledged turning their races into clown shows. They're not doing that, and they haven't been doing that. Their championship race last year, kind of the way it ended was was bullshit. They kind of manufactured that. But for the most part, like Formula One, they're okay with the lead driver winning by 35 seconds. That's natural. That is a natural race. It's seeming like to me NASCAR is becoming less and less okay with that principle. Like Chase Elliott, what, he had a four-and-a-half-second lead? It seems like NASCAR does not want that to happen, and they will try anything they can to prevent that from happening. And I I hate that. I fucking hate that. F1 fans and NASCAR fans. I feel like what F1 does in such a great way is they have drivers that express personality in such a large way, and it's because – they have large sums of money from their teams, right? They get, you know, they have, I'm sure they have broadcasting rights. They have their own broadcasting through F1. You can subscribe to that, but there's so much money pumped into that sport and they allow them to kind of free flex a little bit. And I think that that's why they're not as concerned. And, it, and it's a principle. It's, it's like a, it's a psychology, it's psychology, right? Like it's a principle when, when you're the person that's just like cool, calm, collected, you have nothing to worry about. You know, you're just being you, you're out here doing your thing. More people are going to want to flock to that person than the person that's like trying very hard to be something that they're not, because that's going to create resistance. So F1 does a great job because they don't have to worry about all that stuff when it comes to money and and wanting people to get them. Like, you know, they have a few little ideas. They got the Netflix thing and it took off. All their owners have a ton of money. They have a ton of say. And like, yeah, they're okay with their drivers doing that because a lot of people go to these races because of the history there for one, which NASCAR has. And then for two, it's the fact that like the machines just look amazing. And, And there are definitely people and fans out there that just like to watch those machines go by. And it just makes them feel good. I, I, I like watching the cars in NASCAR. You know, I, it's different. Like, you know, when I was a kid, like the competition thing as I grew up and like got older and started seeing it, like it's there. But it's also equally as important to me that, that like I get to just experience that. That in itself is the show. You don't need to be restacking and create wrecks to make a show because them just driving through the field or on the oval is the show itself. And you got to appreciate that. And I think that that is is what a lot of people like NASCAR has done this thing where they have made it very like important that, you know, 
like, oh, we, we understand that watching cars go around in a circle is boring. It's like, why does it have to be boring? Why not just take that idea and say, just watch it happen? Like, you know, the music thing that I do with it, it's just it creates a whole different love. But a lot of it's getting to the track. And I get that. And a lot of people might not be able to afford that. You find ways to make that happen, do whatever it takes, different locations. I just think ultimately more people should appreciate it for what it is and they shouldn't be so hard pressed and be a little more relaxed, maybe take it a little bit on the chin and just not care as much and watch people flock to your sport. I think, you know, I don't think that the casual fan wants that late race caution to come out No, because regardless, I, the race sucked because the, you couldn't pass. There's no passing at all whatsoever. Like, and I, per, like, I'm just a traditionalist. I don't think, I don't look at that race as like a, a shitty race because sometimes you just have races where you don't have as much passing formula one, virtually zero passing. And what keeps them coming? Like, that's my question is what keeps those fans coming back when they don't even get any passing because you know? of, well, drive to survive is a big thing, but uh, you, you already listed it. You already listed it. Like the, the feeling of, of how cool the cars look, right? Like, it, it fascinates people, but you going beyond that, their presentation is so excellent. Like if you watch one of those broadcasts, they turn paint drying into the most exciting thing on TV. It's real, dude. It is. It, real. it really is. And, and we we're missing that with NASCAR. I think the broadcast team of NBC has done a, done a really good job. I do. I have gotten to where I enjoy their broadcasts over years. I think Dale Jr. has helped out a lot with that. I think Steve Letarte is the best side analyst in the business right now. Um, but you will eventually just, it will get old. It will, it will get old when we keep seeing these races come down where it's gone green most of the way. I'm okay with that. If it finishes green and Chase Elliott or Kyle Busch or Martin Truex wins by six seconds, I'm okay with that. I'm not okay with trying. It seems like they're always trying to find a way to put a yellow out to create that drama. And the, implica the implications of the race, the implications of the season-long championship, and the implications of how fans perceive the sport, it all could be detrimental to the growth of NASCAR. And we, we, I just wish we would stop doing shit like this. We have to stop. I want, it's not good. It's not good at all. I want to make, uh, you know how we talk about sometimes how like, you know, one of us may have like an idea or like a thought or an opinion on something. And then like, you know, as time goes by, like that thought or opinion changes. Sure. Okay. So I have one of those moments and this is what I've come to realize. Okay. You made a great point at how F1 has a great pre-race show. And I remember watching it the other night for Suzuka. I just, it was cool to see them go back. I just, that track is just awesome. Like the NASCAR stuff that was there back in the day. I, I will watch that race from time to time, but I wanted to watch it because I just wanted to, you know, I wanted to, to really spend the time to really study an F1 race. And the one thing that I noticed, and it's something Denny Hamlin said on Dale Jr. Download not long ago, and I have officially changed my mind about it. We don't need to be letting fans in the garages anymore. We don't need to be letting uh, a, a ton of just random fans and stuff inside of that area anymore. And I've realized that because, A, it will give the drivers way more availability to be a part of the pre-race broadcast. 
it will allow media to kind of go in there and create that really good show for people that are watching at home. And you can limit how the people that are in there, like VIP access people only, like from the teams and media and like, like make it to where you can't buy a garage pass. That also creates this, this invisible border, like in most other sports, where these athletes are kind of untouchable to the public. And I think that maybe that does change. And that's what Danny was kind of talking about. You know, it kind of makes them a little more legitimate, a little more respected in the eyes as an athlete, because there is that, that wall put up and it makes them like these, you know, these superhero type figures where they're not so tangible. And I do think that that would create a way better pre-race. And I think that it would also kind of create that psychology to where like maybe that's why f1 is the way it is the same reason why soccer is king and every other sport in the, every other country in the world is because those guys are like gods to people and when you create that border like you know you can't just go buy a pass and go chill with god you know so like you know this is but the concept i disagree with that because i think it's really cool i think it it, it, cool. it helps it helps create fans that get to go to the race and may not be enthralled by the by what happens on track, but they have that access and it changes their perception. And they're like, dude, like, and then they go and tell people at their job the next day that like going to a NASCAR race is really fucking cool. And now you spread that love and you in turn could become a race fan and start watching it on TV because you have a different kind of respect for it. That's part A to my disagreement there. Part B is now you're just making now you're just trying to be like everybody else and that is a that is a big problem i have with nascar labeling the playoffs as the playoffs trying to be like everybody else right uh i I think if nascar just did their own thing with with just everything they do which if you look at the early 2000s mid 2000s they even with the chase like yeah you are implementing a postseason which every other sport in existence has a postseason of some sort maybe not i don't actually i think the premier league may not i think premier league soccer does like but soccer's not a sport so it doesn't matter but i think when nascar was doing what they wanted to do that wasn't appealing to everybody else like they make their own postseason format it's totally different than than anything else and they don't call it playoffs they call it the chase right yeah now we're at a point where our our executives are kind of being like what are all these other sports doing like we need, to, we need to do this. We need to do what they're doing because that's like the casual sports fan. In return, you're just turning off traditional motorsports fans, and you cannot live without motorsports fans. Like Formula One, when they made Drive to Survive, they didn't really change their racing product. The only exception, which is it's a pretty big one, is how they officiated their championship race. That was terrible. And you, you kind of mentioned it earlier. Did that help Drive to Survive make a better episode? Absolutely. But for the most part, like a, like Formula One didn't they they didn't change their races. They didn't change all their shit. They only made an entertainment an entertainment project outside of the racing itself. NASCAR doesn't need to make the actual races an entertainment project. We just need to have racing and do it our way and fuck everybody else and stop trying to manufacture all this shit. And I think this all stems from trying to be like everybody else. The NFL seems like they always have dramatic finishes. You know, sports have dramatic finishes naturally, and NASCAR will have those dramatic finishes naturally 
plenty of examples this year. Talladega, dramatic. No need to throw a caution. No need to make anything happen. Yeah. Bristol Dirt, no need to do anything. Absolutely unbelievably dramatic finish. Like, they will come if we just leave it alone. And, and stop trying to be like everybody else. Some special when they do come. And I and, think and we'll always have your point, though, is that the main thing is like if we are going to continue on this road of trying to do these things like everyone else, then that needs to follow with it because you can't have one without the other. Right. Like because like back when it was King. Dale, Dale Earnhardt and Bobby Labonte, they all had people that could go in the garages back then. So it's not a hundred percent an excuse, right? So I think the thing is, is that if we are going to go in the direction of trying to be like everybody else, then commit 100% and don't try to pick and choose what you want to change. Yeah, no, I agree. It, it's, it's about being consistent. And it's funny because like we internally, we, we have the same problem. Me and you yeah. chatted for an hour before we started filming about, Hey, we gotta be more consistent with Get better guys. the way we record and how we record and, 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 and all of our social media shit. We gotta be more consistent. Like it's a, it's a daily battle and a struggle, but as I've said in, in TikToks and stuff like this is the top tier of, of motorsports, in the United States and people on TikTok who beat off to dirt racing want to argue that with me. And I'm just like, <laughs> Just look at viewership. That's all you need to see. Look at viewership over the last 40 years and then go look at your dirt series. That's on fucking Mav TV or flow racing. And then you can get back to me on what's the top. It's all top, they what's the premier motorsport in the U S right. And it may not always be that way forever. Of course not. The world changes and formula one is trending up right now. IndyCar and NASCAR for the most part flat, you know, when it comes to audience, but at the end of the day, like, I just think we need to stop trying to manufacture drama to be like other sports. And, and Formula One continues to set the, 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 the mark on people are going to watch regardless of if there's drama or not. So the question is, what's something else we can do? What, what's something else we can do where we're not manipulating the, the outcome of races? And you, you can have a race where somebody wins by six or seven seconds, blows everyone away. And people still watch and enjoy it and love it. Like NASCAR just thinks that's not possible. So how can we make it to where that that is possible in their eyes and add something in the excitement realm outside of just the race itself? You know, we have the documentary on USA. We talked about 96,000 people watched it last week. It's not doing great. But that's because you just took an idea from Formula One and did the same thing. So what the fuck do you expect? You know, I, there's so many different things that we could sit here and say that, you know, this should be done or should be changed. But the reality of it is, is that we're not in the boardroom and that we don't make those shots. So unfortunately, right. the easiest thing that I can say right now is like, you know, we just go hop over to IndyCar and just put the fire on 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 the ass of, of NASCAR and just take IndyCar and just like, you know, just do our jam like, you know. Maybe, maybe we, maybe they'll listen to some ideas. I feel like me and you have pretty good ideas. And I think we understand entertainment and competition very well when, when you and I are put together in a room. I think we could come up with a really good plan for that. You know, I just, uh, I, I don't know what else really there is to do at this point because if you can only get so far talking to a brick wall. Um, people have to be open. And I think that they are open to new things. It's just that whoever is feeding them the ideas, maybe there needs to be, you know, um, maybe there needs to be somebody that 
is is a little more creative or, or maybe a little more outlandish. Maybe maybe like some ideas that I had earlier in the year where it'd be a little more risky, you know, and I think they're being riskier in other areas, but like be a little more risky with your track. Let let your let the drivers kind of relax a little bit. Maybe not be as greedy. Maybe take a little small hit, you know, here and there. Maybe let the owners have a little bit more say of what happens. Uh, I, I don't I don't know. There, there's gotta be the line or, or somewhere to figure it out but something new it has to be something new and it has to be something original for it to really work and it, it doesn't always have to be something that is going to try to push one set of people out and pull one set of people in you got to find the middle ground it's a hard task and i do feel for the people at corporate at times because like i feel like they're trying their best i really do but it's just like you know, you can only try so much until you end up fucking shit up real bad. And I feel like maybe that's kind of like where the line is teetering a bit with these the this these cautions coming out when signs have been on tracks for more than an hour. That just really rubs me the wrong way, honestly. I didn't even bet on Chase. He should have won. And the fact that that happened, even if I would even if Tyler Reddick would have won that race. Like, I still would have been a little just like, this is just so sus. Like, you can't just do that. Like, they, like I'm just still blown away at the fact that the sign was out there for as long as it was. Like, that's just crazy to me. Yeah, I would like to. I'd like to There's see some footage. footage. I tweeted at him. Hopefully, he'll respond. It would be nice to, to find, like, a cam or something like that. Because, like, if that evidence shows up, it's like, what are you going to do now? Like, what are you going to say? Everybody has access to those cameras. There's a, there's multiple people in a room that are watching those cameras at all times. What are you going to do or say if that footage comes out and it shows blatantly clear where a driver hit something or ran over something and talked about it, but it wasn't on the broadcast for the public to see? What are you going to do? That's what I'm, what's the move? What, what I want, what I want is anybody who listens to this pod tweet at us dm us i want to know your thoughts on everything we're talking about like please we have, we have a lot of people that, that listen to this podcast i want to know your thoughts on everything we've talked about and what chase just said if you have any other insight or anything that we haven't seen that says hey here's a here's footage and there's the sign sitting there and turn six with eight laps to go you know just shit like that Re- dm us we, we want more input and we want uh potentially more more footage if if it's something we haven't seen or just have been unable to find and i have been unable to find as much as i scroll twitter i feel like i should have seen something by now but you know there's a lot of people that go out of their way and they have all these onboard cams now with every single car which is cool and i wonder if there's some footage somewhere that could see it but i know somebody said chase briscoe's radio was talking about it being out there for like over 20 laps or something like which is essentially the entire last stage uh but yeah, no, it's just, I can't reiterate enough how all this is just about pure concern for, for where we're heading and how we officiate races. And I mean, the gen seven problems itself are concerning enough, right? Like, why do we have to throw this on top of it? Like we're concerned about safety. We're concerned about tires. We're concerned about, 
I don't know what else. Uh, we've been talking about it so much. We are concerned individuals. Somebody even asked in the Discord this morning. I was chatting with some people, uh, some some of the boys and the girls. Someone was like, do you, do you think we'll get a new car next year? And I was like, we can't afford it. Like, I don't think we're going to get a new car at all, but they're going to have to figure out something. I don't even know how deep you can get to figure something out. There's got to be some way you can change some things on the car. I feel like it's got to have little improvements here. Well, there. they said they're going to have a new rear clip. Yeah. That's- because of of the crashes that's fine that's good good start yeah, you but you get a little bit more uh yeah where you don't get fucking concussions every other race especially in the playoffs where that'll that'll fuck you up real bad um yeah, i mean alex bowman's season's over because of it you know i um didn't even get to start so the last two races yeah i i just i th- and i feel like in a lot of places we are going in the right direction we are, but it's all it's also cloudy right now because of the last two months. Um, we're also just and, mad because I wonder robbed. you're getting robbed, man. Like we're betting on these guys and you're right. I mean, you called that race perfect. You and Ryan had that. That is your typical run of the mill statistical race, the way things played out. And that is where you get to show the work that you put in, how much time you spend on it and then get to be right. Right. Oh yeah, it's it's it is that adds to the anger. It's very it's I mean, trust me, over the past few months I've been very very discouraged with all the second place finishes and all the Toyota blow-ups and tires blowing out and and then now miss officiating and you can be on both sides of it like the truck race at Dega last week. If they hadn't poorly officiated that race, I would have lost cuz Mad Benedetto won because they threw a terrible caution. 100 feet from the from the finish line so bet on c bell it's still that uh, you could be on yeah 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 even if i did bet on c bell i would be like i I would acknowledge it i would say got lucky i mean he shouldn't have won that race yeah and you know him and and chase briscoe they still deserve a lot of credit for how they drove and at the end of the day you know kyle larson was the big loser here and i love kyle larson's interview post-race because he took full blame. He took full blame for making a mistake. He took full blame for just not performing well enough. And when you look at the data in the first two rounds, and in particular, well, I guess, yeah, the last five races, the, the, and all year, Kyle Larson, just did, they just did not perform super well. Kind of a championship hangover. And a lot of people want to blame the, the playoff format for that. No. I actually disagree for that. I I. I this is a time when you got to be good. You got to be consistent. And when you look at Kyle Larson's finishes, starting with Darlington, 12th, 8th, 5th, and then uh, that's the first round. And then you come to Texas, 9th, Dega, 18th, Charlotte, 35th. That's not consistent enough. Like you, that's three mediocre races in a row by his standards and two races that were just flat out not good. So, like, you can't expect to just, run for a championship when you finish like that. And I mean, you compare those five races, a lot of people are pissed that Chase Briscoe made it because he only has six top tens on the year. I can agree with that. Like if Chase Briscoe wins the championship, it's a terrible look when you only have, you have less than 10 top tens in a 36 race season, but he deserved to advance because when you look at his five races, 27th at Darlington, bad, right? Well, look at, listen to these next five. 13th, 14th, 5th, 10th, 9th. 
that's consistency right there. And that's what Kyle Larson didn't have. So, you know, you want to look at it from deeper than just what happened on Sunday, the, the playoff opinion. Chase Briscoe was way more consistent than Kyle Larson. So he got in and he did. Yeah. So that's it, a positive. I see. It is a tough one. I had a lot of, of Kyle Larson and DFS. I know that we, we played them pretty heavy. Um, and I, yeah, they struggled, man. They, they just, it was, they, it's, it's been a different year. It's been a different year for those guys. I hate it, but I figured he would be a lot more competitive, kind of like running up there. I mean, like we all kind of know that the Watkins Glen race was kind of, uh, was kind of luck kind of deal. It was a, another last minute caution that, that, made him kind of like get the better of him but he was- <laughs> yeah there's another yeah chase elliott had like a four second lead two to go throw yeah, it was just, he was just cursed for road courses this year man he was he was what, what caused oh okay that was watkins Glen was like the vegas agents sent to crash with two to go yeah the joey <laughs> hands and the, yeah yeah all joey work- hands <laughs> they're yeah. all working for him yeah the car is just suddenly fell apart no brakes just crash into the sand trap Throw the caution. Yeah. yeah. So, Forgot about that one. We loaded up on Elliot too, man. God. Yeah, I know. Man. I didn't load up on. I don't think I bet on Elliot. I think I bet on. I think I bet on Reddick. Would have been a bad day if he hadn't got our Tyler Reddick. Tyler Reddick just fucking dumped his ass, dude. That was surprising. Yeah. That and makes he, me, he probably that makes second. me upset. That makes me a little upset because, like, I don't really know what to say. I mean, Tyler's the boy, Chase is the boy. And it's like, that's two of the homies right there. And I'm just kind of like, what are we doing? Like, what? Dude, I mean, and that's. He did, though. He turned it. Like, he did. He did. He totally did. And I felt like it. an yeah. asshole because, like, I'm tweeting, like, yeah, Reddick. Like, I didn't even realize he had bumped him. And I tweeted out, and I'm like, you know, Red Dog is the road dog. And I'm just sitting here. And then I go back and look at the replay, and I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, why, bro? Like, damn. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, that was tough. But I mean, that's another. That's a product of two things. One, couldn't pass. So it was just very frustrating, I'm sure. Uh, and, and B, or two, I said one. And then and two, the that is a product of kind of the playoff format. And in these late race situations, everybody just has gotten to a point where the etiquette, has, and, and Denny's talked about this. I think Kevin Harvick's talked about it. The etiquette has kind of has gone a little south in, in the series. With, with guys just kind of running over. Even at, fuck, Eric Jones was like, Eric Jones was talking about it. Um, Eric Jones was talking about Chase Briscoe running him over at the end of that race and tweeting about it. Yeah. And I mean, everybody just kind of runs over everybody. It's exciting. Do we want that? I, that's up. That's up for your opinion. You know, I feel like that's right. that. That's where your normal shit comes into play, right? That race would have kept coming out. Like you, you had some drivers in some tough spots, and and they would have probably started showing their ass with like four to go, maybe. Unless Roval and and spread out. Since 2018, Roval has produced finishes like this, and that it, that's. I mean, we're talking five years of the races since day one when Jimmy Johnson spun into Truex, took each other out, and Blaney wins. That's the kind of shit we've seen at the Roval. So, honestly, maybe we could just pitch it all up to being a product of the Charlotte Roval. It is the Charlotte Roval. Yeah. So, I I don't know. But at the end of the day, like, I feel really optimistic about these next three races. It's going to be fun. We'll be at Vegas. I'll be at Miami. I don't know. Are you going to Miami? Are you going to? I'm going to Homestead. Uh, We will be on playback. Shout out to everybody that came on playback. I'm making a large push for the rest of the year. Oh, yeah. I forgot how that went. 
It, yeah, it was good. We had some good chatter. We did some big, uh, big race data uh, chart uh, work. It was fun. We'll be doing that week to week. Ryan was in there with me, uh, Han Yolo. Uh, him and I pretty much watched the whole race in there with some garage fam. So if you haven't downloaded playback yet, make sure to check the link. If you need a link, ask me, just tweet at me at garage guy chase or tweet at Dale at, at Dale Tanhart, not garage guy, Dale. I heard some people call you garage guy, Dale. And I'm like, Nope, Nope. That's Dale Tanhart. So, um, that was that's pretty- okay. I, I hear it a lot. Yeah, it was funny, but, uh, but yeah, playback is awesome. And if you're listening to this, you don't know what it is. Basically, there is a world now where you can watch the race, the real race on one screen, and then also get to have somebody like myself and like Dale on the screen with the race. So we can call the race. We're broadcasting it. You can also listen to the real broadcast. Just have a stream. There's a chat. You can talk with us. We can bring you on to, to be on video and chat with us, like literally anything. So I'm putting together some stuff for the rest of the year. I'm going to try to get some special guests on these streams with us, uh, having some talks with maybe a driver or two from another racing series to possibly come and, uh, and join us for a race soon. Maybe, uh, maybe some other special guests from Twitter, from the NASCAR Twitter world to come and talk with us and chill. So lots of cool stuff. Make sure you get playback, use our link to sign up. Uh, we want to show playback and their executives that a NASCAR stream can be just as important as an NFL stream in football season. And that is the goal, at least one race this year competitive with an NFL. And that doesn't happen without you. And you also send in that link to everybody, you know, in an email chain like your grandma does, uh, you know, when she's by herself at her house, when she just CCs everybody in her contacts. So do that. Just do that. Yeah, I, uh, I'm excited to keep keep using that platform. They're constantly it's like still in beta mode. and They're constantly updating it, making new new kinks and changes to it. And yeah it's it's just it's literally state of the art state of the art nobody has anything else like it right now where you can legally watch a race and also watch people on the same screen commentate the race without it being nbc or fox or you know one of the media networks so it is a really cool thing and uh I want to do qualifying. I want to do some qualifying streams. Like I want us to get on there and like and, and sweat some. Well, you'll have to do that because I I've banned pull bets. Um, yeah, either win or uh, <laughs> dude. I, I gotta go. I gotta update my spreadsheet, but I think I'm at like plus thirty five units on the year now. It's it's somewhere between thirty five and fifty, but I have not updated it in like three weeks because I'm so fucking over it. Yeah. Um, but but no, qualifying has been tough because it's either first or second every week. It's either first or fucking second. And Han Yellow is right there with me. And we got second again this week with uh, William Byron this time. Fucking Joey Logano gets the pole. So, yeah, it's, it's, I'm excited for the next few races. I'll have to do, I'll have to do a truck stream for sure for uh, uh, either Homestead or Phoenix when, uh, when they come back. So it'll be fun. And I'm, I'm optimistic about the racing that we'll see as well beauty well, we love to hear it well look that's all we got for you today guys again make sure you follow me and dale i'm at garage guy chase on every social media platform dale is at dale tanhart on every social media platform and then we are collectively at garage guys fs go to garage guys buy a sticker they're five dollars they're going to help us take your money and then spend your money on more stuff to buy for you to spend more money on because we we give back here at garage guys why you give it? Why you give to us? We'll give back to you. 
promise. So we're working on a lot of cool stuff here in the off season, but check out our articles, check out everything we're doing. Keep up with us as we move into Vegas. We're going to be busy uh, doing a lot with Hooters. So shout out to Hooters yet again, promo code garage guys. Don't forget about it. And, uh, and let's get ready for some Viva Las Vegas. I'm, I'm watching uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, and then I'm going to watch Casino this week as well to prepare. So it's going to be good. I'm going to watch. I'm probably going to watch a hangover. Okay. Yeah. That, that's one too. I'll let you watch. I've, I feel like I've watched that so many times. Like I have like my special old movies, which is Fear and Loathing and Casino, two of the best Vegas movies ever made, in my opinion. So I'm going to watch those classics. And you watch Hangover. I'm probably going to have to watch Hangover now, too, that you've mentioned that. Chow So Cold. Yeah, I actually hadn't seen it in a while. God, that was, oh, the original Hangover so good. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, I love Love it. you guys. Love the Garage fam. Appreciate you all. Stay optimistic with what we're going to see in NASCAR for the rest of the year. Stay optimistic. It'll be, it'll be good. I promise. Except for betting. It won't be good. Viva.